Coming up on the Men at the Movies podcast, I discuss Moana with Corey Stumney. Brokenness comes in many forms. Tafiti had something sacred stolen from her. Maui was rejected by those whose acceptance he needed. And Moana was broken by her failure. Like them, we have also been broken. Thankfully, we have a Savior who has crossed the horizon to find us, who knows who we are and can give us our hearts back. What can I say except you're welcome? And let's discover God's truth in this movie. The movies and stories we love are gateways to see ourselves and God in new ways. Every great story borrows its power from a larger story. The story that's written on our hearts and woven into the fabric of our very being. Hello and welcome to the Men at the Movies podcast. My name is Paul McDonald and joining me from Florida once again is my Disney guy, Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? What's up, Paul? I'm doing all right. Uh, battling a little bit uh, with the, the sickness and the, and the yuck that's going around. So if you if I sound a little congested or if I uh, take take a moment to um hack into the uh the, the monitor you'll you'll know what's going on but uh, other than that doing pr- pretty darn good yeah with, with the magic of editing and stuff you won't hear too much of the, the the snotting and the coughing and all that stuff but you're all you're all meted up got your hot tea going we're, you're all ready to go i'm ready to talk about this that's for sure yeah <laughs> we, well and this is one of those uh i know you you loved beauty and the beast but in a lot of ways, this is, I don't want to say it's not more powerful because they're both really good, powerful movies, but where we're going today with Moana and Moana is a movie, uh, that, uh, I should have written down when it came out. Um, but it's, it's a powerful one for me just because father daughter stuff, you know, uh, I related a lot to the father in the beginning, <laughs> the chief, <laughs> But we're not going to talk about that, you know, we're, and you've mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, you see a lot of devotionals and sermons preached sort of coming at the idea of calling and purpose. And we're not, we're not going to talk about that either, directly right. at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a ton. I mean, I, I really do view Moana as uh, it, it has become, it's not quite on that Lion King level just yet where, you know, if you don't know what to do, just show a clip of Lion King and, and there's your sermon. But uh, it, it is, it, I've seen a lot of ministers use it to talk about calling. But when I watch the movie, I, I see that, right? But 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 right. I, I see a couple of different things that I think are really important. I think what you said about the Beauty and the Beast thing, um, you know, which one's more impactful I, i'm not quite sure for me it feels like beauty and beast is more impactful but but it feels like moana is a whole lot more specific yeah. beauty and the beast is just a uh, awesome awesome big metaphor i think for just the gospel story uh who we are the whole bible the whole story of god yeah. i think moana gets a whole lot more specific there are some scenes on here and i've watched it numerous times my my grandson used to love this. He loves all the musicals and he'll dance around and make the motions and all this. And this was one of his favorites. And so I've, I've seen it set many times over the last year. And there are, there are moments that doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. I still get choked up 
And we're actually, you know, we'll even play some of those. Those are some of the the, the clips that we're going to play today. But and, and I think what we're going to do is actually take a step back because it's real easy to focus on calling purpose. I, But you can't go there without dealing with the what we're going to talk about today. And that's really the three characters, the three main characters and how they've been broken and how that identity, their brokenness has to be restored before they can really pursue their purpose and calling. Right. And so we're going to dive a lot into that idea of how these three people have been broken and then how, you know, on the back end, obviously how we can find how they find their, their identity restored and how we can sort of, how that parallels us. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and I think one thing it'd be really great to right off the bat remind our listeners. I mean, maybe you've seen Moana just recently and and maybe you saw it when it came out in 2016, but you're like, "Oh man, I I kind of I'm, I'm there's the water, there's a little green rock, but what else? I don't I don't remember what else <laughs> yeah. there is." Um and just to remind our readers, the, the three main characters we're talking about were obviously Moana, right? And then there's the really big, uh, you know, thick guy. Uh, he's a demigod uh, called Maui, right? But then the third character is interesting. It's literally an island named uh-huh. Tefiti, right? Uh, so not not your most uh, general characters, right? But uh, but but they all, I think, have a very very special uh, and important message that uh, that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, and we are gonna carry along sort we're, we're going to go chronologically for the yep. most part yep right so basically the the movie starts um with this kind of cool prologue that's a story <laughs> a mythical story um you know and and for moana and her village this is basically the the mythical story of creation right i'm eric quoting this right. how they think uh everything got started <laughs> and it begins with this mother island named tafiti this Quite literally, she's an island, but she also looks like a giant green person covered in plants. Uh, but uh, uh, the movie specifically says, you know, her heart gives life to everything, right? Her heart gives life to everything. And so there's this little green rock that, like, has a little cool swirl on it, and it, it glows. And, and it's literally in the middle of the island, right? And uh, And how the story goes is that... Uh, there was a guy, uh, a demigod named Maui, and he shows up and he wants the heart of Tafiti because, yeah, you know, he's a trickster. He's a shapeshifter. He's a warrior. He just is a little selfish, let's be honest. And he right. wants to get that for whatever. <laughs> he's got collections. I don't know what he wants it for, but he wants it. And so he goes and he steals the heart. And right when he plucks it from the island, you see that uh, this this green island all of a sudden starts to rot and everything becomes black and everything becomes ash and dust and everything's crumbling and it's 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 all going downhill right and the really cool part and if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about of course I'm giving away a spoiler right uh, if, if you don't <laughs> right. want a spoiler then pause <laughs> this right now go watch it then come back but I'm I'm giving away a spoiler the cool part about this movie and and maybe I just wasn't keen enough to catch it. I think some people were, but quite literally, the island Tafiti, once it once she becomes like not this like green growing plant, but she, she becomes ash and rock and black like hardness and you know like not life giving, right? She becomes this lava monster named Taka, right? 
And immediately, Taka starts fighting with Maui, and they punch each other. And that's actually how the heart of Tafiti gets lost. Maui doesn't have it anymore, and Tafiti doesn't have it anymore. It gets lost in the ocean. And that's kind of the start of the story, right? But if you're watching the movie like I did the first time, I did not realize, I didn't catch that Tafiti actually turned in to a lava monster. Uh, and the whole point of the movie is that they're trying to return the heart to Tafiti, but what Moana. And I guess Maui don't realize this. Tafiti is not Tafiti anymore, right? right. Tafiti is now a lava monster named Taka. And so we come to our very first, uh, I, I think what I would call uh, kind of just really, really big um, spiritual aha moment of the movie. Our very, very first one. And you realize that Tafiti is no longer who she used to be. And Tafiti actually becomes broken. Are you ready? She becomes broken because something sacred of hers had been taken away. Right? Something sacred of hers had been taken away. Literally, someone stole her heart. And how does she respond? Well, she becomes a monster. I mean, how many times, uh, how many people... And of course, you don't want to name names because this is this this is it's just sad. But how many times have you seen something sacred taken away from somebody, and just like that, they're a new person, and not in a good way. They become the monster, right? It's this huge idea, right? Hurt people, hurt people, right? right. Um, and and you you can become this monster. Re- remember, I'm a I'm a youth minister full time, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I deal I deal with teenagers all the time, right? There's a, there's a girl in my youth group who I know she, she, and she's told me that she's very mature. Uh, she, you know, she, she's told me she feels like, um, because of her circumstances in life, uh, her childhood was snatched away mm. and she had to basically grow up when she was like 12 mm. and, and act like an adult when she was like 12. And she's different because of that. I think it's interesting because those sacred things, you know, in this one, it's, it's her heart and the, the obvious the obvious parallel is you can go back to back to the Garden of Eden, right? Where you've got we she literally goes from a garden to a wasteland, which is the same thing that happens when when Adam sinned and he gets cast out of the garden. But when something sacred is stolen, I mean, it could be like like she said, her childhood or our mm-hmm. innocence. Yeah. For some people, it could be their actual child. Yeah. Have, yeah. It could be a dream it, that you mm-hmm. said, oh, this this dream I had was stolen and it feels like it'll never come back. And it turns us into something, something ugly. Right. I mean, how, how many how many times have I seen? I've seen so many times where um, there's like, I assume this like great family. Right. And then just all of a sudden, you know, and it is what it is. I'm, I'm not. I'm not harping on anybody who goes down this path. Obviously, even though we know that God doesn't, I mean, this is not God's will, right? Uh, but, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, parents uh, get lovingly divorced. It's not even some bad thing, right? But just because all of a sudden a kid's immediate family is now quite literally split, um, they change in an instant. And it's because, I mean, I, I believe family is incredibly sacred. Uh, I'm not quite sure how much more sacred it can get than I have a family and this is where I belong and this is where I sleep, right? Uh, and this is where I'm safe. You know, we've <laughs> we've definitely seen it happen when, um, and this is obviously getting even more uh, 
difficult probably to talk about but when you see people's uh you know virginity taken away from them in ways that they did not want right um and and then all of a sudden hurt people hurt people and and it's just so 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 difficult i think when something truly is sacred that is taken away from you it's so difficult to not just all of a sudden and i'm not saying you're violent but you turn into something that you didn't want to be right i i, I feel like i'm really blessed to say I, I i couldn't really tell you when i've had something super sacred taken away from me but I feel like it's coming, right? You know, even just the death of a loved one. Uh, it, it, it's, it's totally his fault. I mean, it could even be a loss of a job. Sure, yeah, if, 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 that, is, if that is sacred to you, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about this earlier, but when, you know, and it's totally his fault, but when King David, right, loses his son, yeah. uh, he pleads with God, God, don't do it. And God, I don't want to say God takes him away, but God lets it happen at least, right? depending on where you are theologically, it doesn't really matter where you are theologically. When your kid passes away, it feels like God has taken that kid away from you. Right. And, oh, yeah. uh, and David becomes essentially suicidal, right? Just it's so not, well, we assume it's not like him. Maybe, maybe it was, I mean, Psalms are all, all over the place. Right. But you know, you just assume that someone who is known as a man after God's own heart, maybe could keep it together a little bit more. <laughs> and that's just not the case. You know, there, there is something profoundly difficult that you have to go through when something sacred is taken away from you. And I would say more often than not, it can turn you into something that you uh, that you're not proud of uh, and something that's very yep. difficult to reverse. Well, we'll find we'll we'll come back to this. We can't actually reverse it on our own. We can't find the healing. We can't find restoration on our own. Somebody has to intervene. But I love how <laughs> I love how you you use that term hurt people, hurt people. Because that that honestly just telegraphs our shift to Maui. Right. Who is the trickster, right? He's he's sort of the villain in the story. And you know, not to dive into the plot points. But Moana gets called. She gets chosen by the ocean. Her first mission is to go find Maui. Maui has to undo the damage that he's done. And we meet Maui and and he's just he's a great character. Yeah. Right. And a great catalyst and an antagonist in this movie, an obstacle that that Moana faces to help her actually become who she's he who she is actually called to be we did father stew and signs both have mel gibson in them both about a a man who's finding faith and in in one mel gibson's character is the one who's lost faith and and has it restored by the end of the movie in father stew he's the father figure and stew is his son but in in my mind, as we were even preparing for this, I got the picture like he's the sharpening stone. Like Father Stu is the knife, and Mel Gibson's character Bill is the stone that sharpens the knife. And in this this movie, Maui is that stone for Moana. Yeah. And and there's friction, there's sparks, there's roughness. 
but in the end, he, he helps to shape her. And I'm going to play the clip here where, where Maui shares his story of how he became who he was as we look at this second character of brokenness, how he, and then we will dive into too, how his brokenness actually leads to other, him hurting other people. One thing that you were, that, uh, that I was thinking about that I've never thought about before as you were talking is just the fact that, you know, how good of a character Maui is because he's selfish. He wants what he wants. Right. And yet Moana has to have him. Moana has to have him on her team in order to, to accomplish this mission, which is the mission is to return the heart to Tafiti, right? Uh, the ocean has given Moana the heart. Uh, and, and so she's supposed to do that in order to save her, her, her Island. And, um, and yet there's like the first 15 minutes that Moana and Maui are together. Maui is not cooperating, right? He's jumping off the boat. He's trying to swim away. The ocean keeps bringing them back together, right? The ocean literally <laughs> right. physically won't let Maui go away and he's getting all frustrated. And yet this is what's interesting. Maui kind of just has to sit there, right? The ocean blows the dart in his, in his butt cheek. It's the, the moment where all the two-year-olds laugh, right? And, and, and he <laughs> is – he's there, right? But he's not um, – his heart's still not in it. That's why he's a good character because he's got to actually repent in the big, biblical sense, right? Repent doesn't mean do the 180 as what people think it means. Repent means change the way you think. Which means that I, I could be addicted to porn and I could stop watching it and still not have repented because mentally I would, I would still like to do that, right? Mentally, you know, which also means you, I guess you could repent of that and still struggle with it and yet you hate it, right? Uh, and, and so quite literally, I, I think what's interesting is with Maui's character, he has to um, allow his heart to bend to the will of the mission. It's not good enough for him to sit on the boat. Um, Moana can't can't win if he just sits on the boat. And I, I wonder if there might be a message. It's not good enough to just play the game. It's not. Uh, God doesn't want your empty sacrifices, right? Uh, God wants your heart. God wants you in it. God wants you committed to the mission. Um, that has absolutely nothing to do with brokenness. Uh, and so I'm getting off topic, but it was something that I wanted to mention because <laughs> I, I just felt like I'd never thought about that before. So uh, get in the game and it's not good enough to just sit on the church pew with a blow dart in your spiritual butt cheek. How about that one? <laughs> nice. That feels like that's a quote. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll play this clip. Uh, it's where Maui reveals how he became who he was um, reveals his brokenness. I, I think leading to what you had said, that change of heart is he believes that he's nothing without his hook. He's nothing without his gifting with his talent. And that's going to lead to, to confrontation later. But for right now, just listen to how he shares his story of brokenness and see how that may apply to your own story. I wasn't born a demigod. I had human parents. They, uh, they took one look and, and decided they did not want me. 
They threw me into the sea. Like I was... nothing. Somehow, I was found by the gods. They gave me the hook. They made me... Maui. And back to the humans I went. I gave them islands, fire, coconuts... Anything they could ever want. You took the heart for them. You did everything for them. So they'd love you. It was never enough. Yeah, that that it's it's just powerful. If you don't remember who Maui's character is, like he's got all these like kind of magic tattoos on him, and his tattoos tell the story of his life. And so as he's talking and sharing what he gave to humans, right, uh, because, right, it, it was humans that threw him away, and not just humans, but his parents, okay? It was humans that threw him away. The gods gave him this magical fish hook that helps him become a demigod. Now he has all these special powers, and he says that he tried to give them everything that they wanted, right? All the humans, coconuts, islands, anything that they wanted, right? You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 he, <laughs> and he kind of chuckles and he says, but it was never enough. Uh, this is probably getting way too deep into it. I wonder if he's saying that for himself or if he's saying that on behalf of humans. I, I'm not quite sure. But for somebody in that equation, it's never enough. Uh, it could probably be both parties, right? Right. Uh, in response to him being broken, uh, and by the way, let, let's just go ahead and call out what his brokenness is, right? Maui, this is number two, right? The first one uh, was Tafiti. Uh, she becomes uh, broken because someone has taken something sacred away from her, right? Um, mm. Maui becomes broken because he had become rejected by the people from whom he needed acceptance. Uh, a lie in our culture is, uh, you know, you don't need anybody. Uh, it's just so untrue. You don't need anybody. Um, here's the deal. You don't need to be accepted by everybody. Uh, that, 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 that's a, that's a foundational truth in the Bible. Like you will not be accepted by everybody. You got to be okay with that. But here's the deal. God has placed it in our hearts that we do need acceptance from some people. Right. Um, and some people are more important than others. Like in general, like if you don't have true acceptance from your parents, um, that will that will mark you the rest of your yeah. days. I don't care who you are. It will mark you in a way, um, in an uncomfortable way, right? Uh, if you don't have true acceptance from, uh, you know, I, I guess from your spouse, right? Uh, I, I actually kind of feel like the parent one might be more important. Yeah, there's a lot of um, this idea of, of maternal attachment and the impact that it has, like the impact of the first 18 months of your life will have, or, or that will have ramifications and results decades into the future where you'll still be just like Maui seeking that approval, seeking that acceptance. And it's never enough either for the people you're trying to find acceptance for or for yourself, because that lie that you'll never be good enough. You'll never, you, you can't undo that original rejection. Right, right. And, and you know, you heard his story. You heard Maui's story. He did everything he could to be accepted, and it consumed him, right? Yeah. It consumed him. He said, I did everything, and he tried to fix his own brokenness. He tried to add value to his own 
life, uh, probably a lot of our listeners, so, so, so many people are unfortunately just all too familiar with Maui's story, I think, on, oh, on some sure. sort of a personal level where, where you have felt brokenness through the rejection of people that you needed acceptance from. Um, and we, we already mentioned, you know, plenty of, of, of what that could look like, right? Uh, I, I've seen parents become broken because they have been uh, rejected by their own children um, for various different reasons. Uh, maybe for some reason you just can't fathom your best friend in the world has just stopped with you, stopped talking with you, stopped uh, relating with you, disowned you, whatever you want to, however you want to uh, call it, right? And unfortunately, what so many of us do when we become broken because we are rejected by the people that we really do need acceptance from, we will do everything <laughs> that we can to gain that back, right? And uh, for Maui, it's he made islands and coconuts. And for us, we don't want to talk about what we'll do, right? right. Uh, we're not proud of that, of, of what we will do, the, the levels we will go to to figure out how to fix this thing inside a heart that is broken. Yeah. My, um, my son is going through something very similar at college where he's, he's in a fraternity, but because of his grades, he's not like a full fledged member. He's been placed on academic probation. And so he's feeling, you know, they've shut him out They're They're having meetings and he can't go because he's been, put on these, they've limited his contact. So that he's like, no, you need to focus on your grades. But what he feels is rejected. It's like, these are guys that I've you know, put a lot of effort into over the last year plus. And now suddenly they're not, they're doing these things and they're, they're not doing them with me anymore. And I am rejected. He feels rejected, but at the same time, he will do anything that, that it puts you in a dangerous spot. Because in your drive to earn acceptance, you know, he did some – Maui did good things, right? Got the sun, coconuts, pulled islands out of the sea. You know, he could be driven to do good things, put together a fantasy football league or coach their intramural team or do some stuff like that. But it could also cause him to become somebody he's not. You know, if if he goes out, well, I need to go party. I need to show that I'm a party guy. I can handle both grades and partying. I can go, you know, whether it's drinking games or not, not even mentioning, you know, the, what for us as men is, I think, one of the easier ways to soothe the rejection wound is tr take it to the woman and, you know, go find somebody to have sex with and fill that hole in his heart. Briefly, because it doesn't ever work. Like you said, hurting people hurt people. And that's what Maui does. He steals the heart of Tefiti in an effort to soothe his own wounds. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you can understand why people do it, but let's call it like it is. It is selfish, right? Yeah. Uh, it just is. It is selfish. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, let's bring it back to scripture. Uh, we've been talking about uh, King David for just a little bit this morning. I'm, did King David know rejection from someone he needed acceptance from, right? Uh, isn't that like the entire story of 1 Samuel? Like David just running from a guy named Saul, who is the king. You have to have acceptance from the king, right? Oh, by the way, he's best friends with the dude's brother. Like he's almost a family <laughs> right. member. And like, 
there's just this crazy, crazy, crazy thing going on in Saul's heart. Well, even going back earlier, he was, I mean, David was rejected by his own family. When yeah. Samuel shows up, he's like, these are all the sons you have? Well, we've got David, but he's out watching the sheep. He's not worthy of coming in and participating in this event with the, the priest. And I think, you know, so many of the Psalms that we read come from David. I do believe that they come from um, a heart that's struggling with, with brokenness. And so I, I really do just kind of feel like, and I, and I really do believe that he knew, uh, David knew, knew the despair of what all this felt like. I mean, we're talking about three different ways this morning that you can kind of become broken. And I, I kind of feel like David knew them all. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. very happy to say, I don't think I do. But David's a guy who did. And I, again, like, like we said, that's kind of where the Psalms come from. Where I want to, I think I want to head next is to how he actually impacts Moana's brokenness because he participates in what, what, what's going to happen because we said hurting people hurt people. And unless we get our own, I don't even want to say brokenness fixed because that's, that's much what Maui does. He's like, fix my, he's trying to fix his brokenness and his own strength and his own power through the gifting. And I think it's a great thing that our talents and our gifts, we frequently turn to, as a way to soothe our brokenness. And we see that with that with sort of what Moana does is she goes and I am called the ocean picked me. I got Maui. We got his hook back. We're here. They end up facing Taka and they fail. Yep. Yep. They fail. They, 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 they lose. Right. And not just that, but Maui's hook becomes fractured. He's afraid of losing his gift because he even says in that original conversation, without my hook, I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. They made me Maui. In that, that second half of that conversation, Moana comes in and says, that's not, the hook doesn't make you who you are. You make you who you are. And as you, I love what you said is repenting isn't changing our behavior. It's changing our heart. You know, Maui fixed whatever his mental thing was. He pursued it. He became able to use his hook effectively and yet, when push comes to shove, when they're facing failure, he's not willing to risk his hook because it's who he is. He hasn't really changed his heart. And so we're going to play this the clip of their conversation, and we see how Maui's brokenness impacts Moana's and the impact of failure impacting our identity. Are you okay? Maui? I told you to turn back. I thought we could make it. We? I thought I could make it. We can fix it. It was made by the gods. You can't fix it. Next time we'll be more careful. Tikal was stuck on the barrier islands. It's lava. It can't go in the water. We can find a way around. I'm not going back. Well, we still have to restore the heart. My hook is cracked. One more hit, and it's over. Maui, you have to restore the heart. Without my hook, I am nothing. That's not true. Without my hook, I am nothing. 
We are only here because you stole the heart in the first place. Now we're here because the ocean told you you're special and you believed it. I am Moana of Motului. You will board my boat. Goodbye, Moana. Sail across the sea. I'm not killing myself so you could prove you're something and you're restore not. Restore the heart of Tempiti. The ocean chose me. It chose wrong. person. You have to choose someone else. Choose someone else. Please. And if you haven't experienced brokenness from having something sacred stolen or by being rejected by people whose acceptance you need, then for sure you've experienced brokenness through failure. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if again, for all the people listening on the podcast, you know, if you could kind of hear what was going on, eventually Maui turns into a hawk. If you haven't seen this movie, this is going to be so confusing. Uh, but he does turn <laughs> into a hawk and he flies away, right? And Moana is left there in the middle of the ocean on this little raft. And quite literally, uh, the ocean, how it kind of talks to her, it kind of like lifts up some waters, almost looks like a little hand or something. And she's talking to the ocean because she believes, you know, when she was a little girl, and again, this is the podcast that we didn't do. We, we didn't do the one about how the ocean called her to do something, I mean, almost impossible. But, you know, she believes that the ocean called her as a little girl um, to restore the heart of Tafiti. And in this scene, she takes that heart and throws it back and, and says, I just, I just, I, I don't think this is me. And in a lot of ways, because of the brokenness of her failure, she chooses to throw away her identity along with it. Mm. And this is where we got to be very, 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 very careful. Our identity can be wrapped up way too tightly in our failures or our successes, right? Right. You know, maybe you got cut from the team, right? Maybe, maybe you. Uh, you know, your proposal wasn't accepted or you didn't pass the class. You weren't accepted. The business failed. Um, you know, your marriage didn't last. You didn't make the sale or wh whatever it is, right? And here's, I, I tell this to our teenagers all the time, like, this sounds a little schizophrenic, I guess, when I say it, but like, <laughs> you do have multiple identities as a person, right? Like, right. I'm a dad and I'm also... Uh, a husband and I'm a, I'm a tennis coach and I'm a youth minister and I'm an author. And, and I'm also, I've, I've now become uh, the guy who talked about Disney movies on the <laughs> podcast. And I'm a lot of different things, right? And all the, I've got all these identities and that's fine. But if you're overarching, just such main, everything else looks so little compared to it. your main identity is not just totally wrapped up in who Jesus says you are then couldn't you see how it would be so easy to lose your identity 
when you when you fail, right? Yeah. If you've got your identity a little too wrapped up in something that's uh, ready for this, that's something that's good, but it's not great. Like if if that is you, then it's just so hard to to carry on with who you are because it feels like who you are died when you failed, right? right. Uh, in 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 my in my book, um, the man called Messiah. It's a biblical fiction book um, about Jesus's last weekend on Earth, and there's a part of that book um, where I talk and, and kind of talk a little bit about the perspective of Jesus's mother, Mary. And, and 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 I kind of wove into the story about how it wasn't just her son who was dying on the cross. Yes, she was losing a son, but in a lot of ways, she was also losing her identity too. Because quite literally, the angel of God comes to her and says, "Hey, you are going to be the mother of the Son of God. No pressure, right? But you're going to be the mother <laughs> of the Son of God, and you're going to help carry this mission forward." Of course, she, along with everybody else, doesn't have the hindsight. We wouldn't either have the hindsight to see, oh, the mission of God is for him to die. And so if you actually believe the mission of God was dying on the cross, it was going to be over. Then you could see how your identity dies as well, because you're a failure. Mary at the cross, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sure she believes she was a failure um, because it's over. Once Jesus dies, right? And so Moana becomes broken because she failed. And, and here's the deal. She didn't fail because she didn't make a sale. This was a big thing. She failed because this little ocean-given identity, right? Uh, you know, uh, like that's, it's a big deal. We're, we're good friends with people who fail at very worthy things. And even if it's worthy, even if God himself has called you to it, even if, oh, how about this? Even if, even if Minute the Movies fails, you know, you will be broken if you've wrapped your identity way too strongly in what this is, rather than wrapping it up in just the person of Jesus. Because the best part about being a Christian is that when you choose to wrap up your identity in the, in, in the greatest thing, we wrap it up in a lot of good things, but, we, but if you wrap it up in the, in the greatest thing, Christians believe God doesn't fail. And therefore, your identity is secure. I was just having a conversation last night with uh, some of my friends, and and one of them, we were doing these talking points card game thing, which you know, it it starts out a little awkward and weird because you're like pulling a card and it's some weird questions, but it gets you get into some interesting ones. And was like one that he dealt with was what would make you a success how do you know that you've been successful in this life? And he said, and he thought for a few minutes, said, you know, success would be if my kids grow up and are able to handle themselves and take care of themselves and are a light to the world for Jesus, for the kingdom. Like you said, that's a really good thing. And he's looking and he's like, and I look at my daughter who's, She's 21. She wants nothing to do with Jesus. She doesn't, she infrequently talks to me. He has another daughter who's in uh, middle school. She's in that junior high range that, you know, seven to ninth grade. And it's like, she wants nothing to do with church. She hardly wants anything to do with me because she's in that, that phase that all kids go through. And I was like, yeah. And so by your standards, 
this equals success, I am a failure because of my kids' decisions and my kids' actions. And we can't, we can't, we can't, like you said, a really good thing. I want my kids to, to grow up and to know Jesus and to be successful and be happy and to you know, find peace. And those are good things. But if we put our faith in that, you know, the, the, like the ministry, is this going to work? And those are really good things. And what we find here is her faith is tested. I mean, very similar to Jesus in the garden. I don't want this. Take this cup from me. And I think in many ways, God will. Like, oh, it's too hard. He'll let us give up the crown. Hmm. Because it's not a crown of gold. It's a crown of thorns. Because I know this hurts too much. It's too hard. Take this from me. I, I can't do it anymore. Because if we pursue our calling, which, which it, this is a layup for calling and purpose right. for a story. But if that's what we, we pursue it without healing our brokenness, like we see with Maui, I'm nothing without my hook. He can say whatever he wants, but when push comes to shove at the end of the day, he's like, when you're actually faced with losing your talent, your gifting, your gifting will carry you farther than your character can hold it, right? I want my character to be founded on who I am in Christ before it takes me anywhere. Like that becomes the crushing defeat. If that fails, we lose our sense of identity and we become broken. Like we see Moana is in this and because she forgets who she is, she doesn't believe who she is anymore because of her measure of who I am is tied to her success. One of the most famous Psalms ever Psalm 51, right? Uh, uh, was written after David. <laughs> Through the prophet Nathan, God's like, hey, let me tell you this story. And David's like, oh, what a terrible story. And, and Nathan's like, hey, actually, I'm telling your story. You're the bad guy in the story. You're, you are the man. Uh, right. I love that line. And not like, you know, at the golf tournament where they're like, you're the man. No, this yeah, is- right. It's, it's a, <laughs> this is a crushing, you are the man. But right. he, uh, you know, uh, when he realizes how mightily he has failed. I mean, this is not a, a, a little failure. This is horrific, ruining lives failure. You know, he writes Psalm 51, and he doesn't say, God, fix me. He says, God created me actually a new thing, a new heart, right? I don't even know if I want to be fixed because that would assume that the thing I was before was where I needed to be. Mm. Um, that would assume that the, the thing I was before was where I needed to be actually rather than, rather than fix me. How about you just make me new? I mean, that's what Jesus tells Nicodemus, right? In John chapter three, he's like, Hey, I know you're a really good guy and you do all the churchy stuff and you give all your money and you preach and you do all that sort of stuff. He's like, but if you, if you want to be in the kingdom of God, it's not enough to just be who you, the best version of yourself. I'm not trying to bash people, but we all know that there are books out there that sit at Barnes & Noble that say the best version of your life, written by that pastor we all are thinking about. <laughs> no, Jesus says you don't need to be the best version of yourself. You need to be a new thing, right? Um, the best version of yourself, of, your, of yourself does not, just does not cut it. And so David says, hey, create in me a new 
heart, right? And so uh, let, let, let's keep this conversation rolling. You know, we, we talked about brokenness. Let's let's recap, right? We've got, um, you know, uh, Tafiti becomes broken because something sacred was taken away from her. Maui becomes broken because he becomes rejected by people that he absolutely needed acceptance from. Moana becomes broken because she is a failure. But... When you become broken, you have to remember, you know, very Lion King-ish, you have to remember the kind of life that God has called you to and the kind of creature God has called you to become. He has not called you to a life of brokenness and despair, but to one of healing and purpose and, and hope. And so I want to talk about really quickly um, this idea of Kintsuji. All right, hang on. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hang on, because uh, we're going to take this conversation about Kintsuji to our YouTube channel. Okay. So for for if so, go check us out. YouTube.com backslash at minute the movies. So we see Moana. She's broken. She's she's ready to give up. She's ready to go home. And I'm not going to play the clip, but. Her grandmother, her spirit, the spirit of her grandmother shows up. And long story short, it reminds her who she is. She's the daughter of a chieftain. She loves her island. She loves the sea. She has been called and chosen. This idea that brokenness isn't bad, but it gets us to who we are supposed to be because she has to be broken to remember who she is. And as we talked about with the idea of Kintsuji, the broken vessel becomes more valuable than the original because it's been inlaid with gold. And so she becomes who she is. She becomes healed because the reverse of hurting people hurt people is that healed and whole people heal people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And so we go to the final big moment. Moana shows up. She she gets by to Cobb. Maui realizes his mistake. He comes back. He becomes Maui. He and and in the fight, he repents. Right. Right. He, he repents. repents. Like yes, he changes exactly. the way he's thinking about this. Yeah. And in the in the fight, he loses. He does break his hook. And there's a moment that Moana realizes Taka isn't the enemy. Taka is Tafiti. Right. Because she doesn't know that. She assumed it was two different island creatures, right? And so she she sees things honestly, right? Because she's now been healed. Her heart has been healed through this interaction with her grandmother. What happens next? You know, the 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 ocean parts so that Taka can come to Moana because she's like, I have your heart. I'm offering you your heart back. Right. And the song that she sings is, as we like to say, it's gospel. It's it's something that we would hear from, from the mouth of Jesus. I have crossed the horizon to find you.
Again, it's, it's just really, really difficult. I, I think for me to even watch that scene and, and, you know, like you said, not get emotional sometimes. Not because I care about Moana, but because I, <laughs> I, I, I quite literally, I mean, it's, it is gospel. I mean, you, you, you can hear Jesus sharing this, you know, sharing these words with you. I have crossed the horizon to find you, right? Uh, we, we believe Jesus has uh, left, you know, crossed heaven and earth. Uh, went went a went a very far distance to come after us, right? Leaves the ninety nine to go after one, right? That's just kind of who he is, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "I know your name." I love this 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 past summer. I was um, my, my my big summer series with my youth group is we we did a series called My Shepherd, and we just talked about what it means to be a sheep in the flock of God. And one of the best, best indicators of what a good shepherd versus a bad shepherd would be is that a good shepherd legitimately knows the names of the sheep. The other one just counts them. They're numbers. But Jesus says, I know your name. Uh, They have stolen the heart from inside you, right? This is Moana talking. They've stolen the heart from inside you, right? She's calling out someone else's brokenness, right? Uh, When something sacred is taken away from you, they have stolen the heart from inside you, but she says, but this does not define you. And I think that's the message right there. This does not define you. Right. And it's so hard to believe that because I know what the world says. I know what the world says. It's, it's, it's very evident that this seems like it would define you. You do look like your failure. You're not going – some of us won't ever get that sacred thing back. You, there's no reversing it, right? It's, it's gone, right? Uh, you are a failure. Some of us, they, we are just big-time, big-time failures, right? And yet, I really do believe Jesus – begs us and implores us to not let our brokenness define us. In fact, we have a much greater defining of who we are. Jesus says, I will offer you not gold, but I'll offer you red, right? Red blood to, to, to weave you back together. Um, it's not going to be the same, right? It's, 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 it's not going to be the same, but it will be better. Um, it's not going to be the same, but it will be better. Moana tells to, uh, to Ka, this is not who you are. You know who you are, who you truly are. Do we need to hear Jesus say, hey, listen, I know your name, and I know the things that, that you have kept hidden and kept quiet. I know the things that have been stolen from you. I know the things, uh, I know the people who have rejected you, and, and, I, and I know how you have failed. I know your name, but your brokenness is not going to define you. You've got to wrap that identity up in something a whole lot better, a whole lot greater. Because by the way, if you're, you know, for all the broken people out there listening, you're not done. You're going to keep getting shattered. (laughs) Uh, This is life. It's what happens, right? 
And so maybe maybe in the past you've not done a great job of 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 wrapping that identity up in the thing that is unbreakable, uh, that is Christ. But in the future, just commit yourself. Like I will not let this define me. No matter what happens, I will wrap myself up in the thing that doesn't fail, the thing that doesn't reject me, the thing that won't that 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 restores sacredness to me. Uh, Jesus Christ, this is not who you are. And then she says, you know who you are. It's almost like she's like, come on now. Come on now. Jesus, I I wonder if playfully, playfully, Jesus kind of has the same tone with us. Come on, you know who you are. We, you know, let's get back to this. He says, look, I am making all things new. I'm not interested in going backwards for restoration. I'm actually interested in going forward for restoration. Right. So like the song says, you might be broken and wounded, but you can come to the cross mended and healed. You know, that just as I am song, right? Glued back together with grace more valuable than gold. You are a new creation. And you really are worth more than you could possibly imagine. It reminds you, you, we've been talking about David as well. And, you know, he's he was rejected. He was brought into the castle and then rejected again by the king he failed he might have defeated goliath but that wasn't enough to to gain acceptance from saul there's two times that david has the opportunity as saul's chasing him two times david has the opportunity to kill saul the lord's anointed as he says and i think god intervened at that moment as his as david standing there hidden from saul like this is not who you are because in, in Saul, he saw rejection. He saw something stolen. He's like, no, I've been anointed, but you're keeping that anointing from me, you know, almost stealing that sacred moment. And failure. It's like I failed as armor bearer. I failed to, to adequately measure up. That's why David comes up with all these, these psalms, because he does take it to God, but he knows who he is. Our brokenness isn't bad unless but it depends what we do with it Hmm. if it because if we just hold on to the shattered pieces and sort of let that define us or we do like maui and try to fix it try to heal ourselves we're just going to end up hurting the people around us but if we remember who we are and i'm i'm stealing something from the wild at heart guys they had put out a PDF and they read from it and they had actually taken it from um, freedom in Christ from with Neil Anderson and it's who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to read a couple of these and these are, it, but I'm going to also put a link to it in our show notes and on the website because the truth is no matter what you feel and what brokenness you've experienced, you are God's child. You are Christ's friend you're a saint. You've been adopted. You are complete. You're a citizen of heaven. You are chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. You can approach God with freedom and confidence. And these are not just words like, you know, this isn't Stuart Smalley talking in the mirror saying, dadgummit, people like me, right? These are things that come from scripture 
these words are the gold that heals our hearts. Hmm. Like you said, they're new. They're not our old hearts. They're our new hearts. They're not hearts of stone. They're hearts of flesh. When you're feeling broken, turn back to who you are. That's what heals Moana. And that's how Moana heals Tafiti and gives her her heart back. And that's what Jesus came to do is to give us our hearts back. So, uh, Corey, thank you for joining me once again to deep dive into Moana and, and deep dive into some layers of our own brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure is super fun. I love doing this. And we look forward to having you back on to talk about another, another great Disney movie and to go deep diving. Uh, so like I said, check out that who I am in Christ. Uh, it's a, it's a PDF, so you can download it, put it up, you know, on your mirror, on your fridge, on your computer, you know, cut it into strips to, to remind you of, Hey, I need some affirmation, some from God, from the one who is, who is capable of healing our broken hearts. Looking back at the last year if 2022 left you broken and hopeless and feeling fractured. There's hope, but the hope isn't what we can do. It's not even in our accomplishments and our gifting, but it's in our identity of who we are in Christ. So this has been Paul McDonald and Corey Stumney talking about Moana. Go watch it. Make sure you got a tissue box, especially if you have daughters. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you join us next time here on the Men at the Movies podcast. Something inside has been awakened. I can no longer be who I was before. But if I am no longer who I was, who am I to be? Yeah.